Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. and our coverage of Monster March Madness. I am joined here in the studio by my cohorts for this particular round. We are bringing Brian Cook back. What's up? Rachel is back. Hi there. Charles is here. Howdy. Sane. Ole. And Dave is back too. Glad to be here. And we're going to be going through these next matches, of course, whittling things down piece by piece, monster by monster. We're going to start things off with the Godzilla region. It's been a long time coming. The last Toho-made Godzilla movie was Final Wars, and it's facing off against the one from America, the American Advantage, maybe? I don't know. We've got 2014 fighting against 2004. Dave, I'm looking at you, man. Mm. Who do you think is going to win in this battle? <sighs> this is hard. There's not a winner that immediately just jumps to my head. I just I see, especially since the size of these two are so similar. There isn't that uh, obvious size advantage like there was between 2001 and 2014. Yeah, that's true. These guys are just about the same height with 2014 clocking in at just a little bit over about like eight meters taller. Only eight? Really? I don't even count. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 2004. Like Charlie said last episode, I think that there is a huge advantage to 2004's experience. I don't think 2014, given everything else being relatively equal... I don't think uh, 2014 has as much experience fighting other monsters as 2004 does. and I At least not from this time period. No. Oh, no, you're right. I forgot about that. There's that whole, like, living since the beginning of the Earth crud. I don't know the answer. I'm still going with 2004. I'm still those, you know. So you're leaning towards 2004, I'm leaning towards but you're 2004 open because to of the being, experience, to having your mind because changed. of the experience fighting other monsters and right, defeat, right. not just fighting, but defeating other monsters. I'm leaning towards 2004. Yeah, I would definitely say 2004 has a lot of experience, not just defeating, but annihilating other pretty much, monsters. Pretty much, he's an a he's a monster. Brian, do you think that 2004 is going to be able to win over the legendary Godzilla? I think so. I think this is a real close one, but the combat experience that 2004 has and just he's a lot more free with his atomic breath than the legendary that godzilla was so i think that's going to be a huge advantage here saying the atomic breath of godzilla 2014 was impressive in the film but it definitely as brian mentioned didn't happen very often and we do know especially uh from what you've mentioned in the bouts here that godzilla from 2004 not only just has the breath but he's able to do some special moves with that breath that being said there's nothing to say that 2014 won't just absorb all that 
Radiation. Mm. This is a creature that lives on radiation. This is like having to choose which parent you're going to live with after their bitter divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Saying, I don't know if you know how (laughs) apt that actually is for me. (laughs) Like Neither one of these parents I like very much, (laughs) and I don't want to live with either of them. (laughs) When you're saying, Mommy, please don't go. Please don't leave me here with this man. (laughs) This is the same feelings you get. When you watch these movies, when you think of these two monsters, neither one coming from the best example of the series. But I have to say that the 2014, I really feel, can go 12 rounds. He can really take punishment. And I really feel that he also has just the sheer physical strength. He is a bodybuilder. This is a the world's strongest man monster. I think he'll easily overpower the 2004. Same a brings up a, a good point there. We've seen Godzilla 2004 fight monsters, but they've all been very brief fights. And 2014 had a very long, drawn-out fight with the Mudos. Rachel, do you think that's going to come into play when these two monsters face against each other? I don't know. I think the Godzilla 2014, I think that you talk about that he has a lot of mass. He has a lot of bulk to him. But is this kind of a Max situation like Always Sunny? Is mass really the strength? <laughs> is that really what we're talking here? Or is he just kind of chubby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw Godzilla in the parking lot earlier just kind of punching the air going He is the American Godzilla versus the Japanese one, so So bigger's better? Mm. Is that what you mean? Well I <laughs> Americans tend to be heavier, so that's what just Oh, I see. It's like last time Slattern was ugly, and this time Godzilla 2014 is fat. It's like, you were the mean girl in high yeah. school, weren't you? All Godzilla's are beautiful, now I'm Brian. taking it out on everyone. Body positivity uh, aside, Charles, what do you think is going to happen when the 2014 faces off against the Beast from the East? This is such an even match. It's really hard to say. You know, with 2014, you know, he's got such power. I mean, he ripped the jaw open on his opponent and shot a blast down his throat. You know, it's so that was sexy. There was just no getting over that. (laughs) If you're into that. So that power, I think, is something that maybe the 2004 uh, lacks. You know, he's as we've said, he's he's most of his battles have actually been pretty brief. And I don't think he's displayed quite lean monster, too. Yeah. And he hasn't displayed that kind of strength. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think Godzilla from 2014's legendary film is just going to pick him apart, Dave? Yeah, I'm changing my mind. I'm Charlie and the Sane have convinced me. I'm, I'm going to 2014 now. Japan versus America. Who's going to win that battle? Has it happened in the past? Mm, oh, ow. <laughs> there ow. may be a sleeping giant in that 2014 <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> I was just talking about King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's not go into a whole atomic metaphor of destruction or holocaust. Yeah, that, yeah, would, no, be that, would, be, that would be completely uh, out of character. Wow. So, Brian, what do you think, man? Can 2004 pull this off, or are we going to go with 2014 as the winner? I'm going 2004. I think he's got it. Rachel. 2004. I think I'm leaning towards 2014. I have to say 2014. Yeah, I'm 2014 now. Oh, wow. All right. So unfortunately for Final Wars, I actually do think that the Godzilla 2014 does have the mass and he's also kind of the good guy in this situation. Mm. I think he's going to please the rest of the world. He's saving the earth, you guys. 
Saving the Earth. It's true. USA. USA. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be 2014 winning the match. And I'm Andy Campbell. We're going to give a quick recap of each of the regions. Four Godzillas walked into the Godzilla Regional in the round of 16, but only one left with a ticket stamped to the final four. In the first matchup, Godzilla 2014 faced off against Godzilla 2001 in a vicious fight, invoking passionate kaiju cast debate and cat videos. You know you've had a serious battle when the cat video card gets pulled out, and 2014 Godzilla inflicted serious damage en route to a Sweet 16 victory over Godzilla 2001. The other matchups saw Godzilla 2004 match up against Godzilla 2000. In this battle, Godzilla 2004's athleticism, possibly inflated by PEDs, paid off. Barry Bonds has a size 10 head, and Godzilla 2004 has a ripped physique and a projected size 10,000 head. Coincidence, I'm sure. Both experienced success. For the right to see who went to the final four, Godzilla 2014 faced off against Godzilla 2004 in a matchup of actual brawn versus brawn that may be chemically enhanced. But no amount of metrics, bars, and Balco shipments could save Godzilla 2004 this time. Godzilla fought Mutos and a puzzling use of Brian Cranston, so it can face anything. And it moved on to the final four. Congratulations, Godzilla 2014. You're the champion of the Godzilla region. The road to the Final Four continued through the Showa region as the humongous hominid Kong faced down against the enigmatic ectotherm Varan. Quicker and stronger than his cold-blooded opponent, Kong was able to send Varan packing back to the lake. Next up is Gigan vs. Hedera. Question for you, Keith. When your primary weapons are giant blade arms, how do you defeat an amorphous, formless blob? The answer is, you don't. Hedera advances. 
This all leads to the Elite Eight and final match of the Showa region, Kong vs. Hedera. And the bad news for Kong is the forecast called for clear skies. Electricity being the smog monster's only weakness, no lightning in the forecast to recharge Kong meant the end of his run. Hedera advances to the final four. In the Heisei Millennium region, the first battle saw Batra face off against Monster X. Batra was described as a tank and said tanks to Monster X for letting me kick your ass. Batra made it rain and not from three-point range. Batra made it rain both purple death and blood from a lacerated sky in the victory over Monster X. The other Sweet 16 matchups saw Orga, or in this case, Morga, face Mechagodzilla in a battle of Alien versus Earth. Despite sufficient buildup to the contrary, Morga won thanks to a late rally that left the Kaiju cast crew themselves surprised at the outcome. But a champion of the Heisei Millennium region still needed to be crowned, and joining Godzilla 2014 on the road to the Final Four is Batra. 12,000 years ago, Batra was created, and even though it's been out for a few years, it's still not taking to being sealed in the North Sea lightly. It's done its best to wipe out humanity, and against Orga, it showed it's not afraid to take some ass-kicking into space. Congratulations, Batra. You're in the Final Four as well. Over in the non-Toho region, plucky newcomer in Category 5 Kaiju Slattern was outmaneuvered by the wily veteran Ultraman, proving once again that size doesn't matter as the Beta Capsule Badass beat Slattern back through the breach. Elsewhere in the NT region, Daimajin finally ran out of prayers as he goes down to the terrible Terrapin Gamera, setting up an epic Elite 8 showdown between two of Tokusatsu's most iconic figures as Ultraman faced off against the friend to all children, Gamera. In one of the most ferocious fights this tournament, we saw multiple specium beams, fire breathing, and plenty of aerial acrobatics from both combatants. But Gamera's tough shell proved too impregnable, and he was able to run out the clock on Ultraman. Gamma advances to the final four. next round of Monster March Madness. The Hateful Eight has been turned into the Fearful Four, and we are moving out of our regions, and Batra has been crowned the king of the Millennium Heisei region. Gamera has been crowned the king of Non-Toho region, and those two are going to meet on the battleground right now. Batra has never fought Gamera. They've never crossed the studios, but we're going to see how that works as Gamera flies in. What's he going to do to Batra when he lands? Rachel. Ooh, I was thinking they'd take it right to the skies so they can fight wherever, whenever. They both have great armored plating. They both have really a lot of brute strength. It might come down to uh, the guardian of the universe has the magical powers. Brian, do you think Batra is going to be able to take on the Guardian of the Universe as a Earth-bound defender? I think so. I think that Batra's powers are very comparable to Gauss's powers. I think the rays, while not exactly the same, are very similar, and I think that Batra will put up a hell of a fight. 
Bachelor put up a hell of a fight, but you think Gamera is probably going to come out in the end, right? It'd be close, but I think I think maybe Gamera's got this. How are those prism beams going to affect the shell on Gamera's back, Zane? You know, this is one of those things like the late, great science fiction writer and secret TGA Fridays fan, uh, <laughs> Isaac Asimov, said <laughs> that any science that was sufficiently advanced enough would actually appear like magic to us. And I really feel like um, Gamera's powers. That would correct be, me? That, yes, that, 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 that would Clark. be Arthur C. Clarke. Okay, Arthur C. Clarke. So that super science that created Gamera, I think, is really probably going to be overwhelming to Batra. As much as Batra is a very formidable opponent, we know that he does happen to be very vulnerable when it comes to biting attacks. We saw that in Godzilla. And Gamera just has those gigantic tusks. I think it might come down to a pushing match that becomes a biting match. Excellent it, point. Excellent it may point. be the end of that giant bug. Yeah, he's also got those nasty elbow spikes. Elbow spikes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He'd be fighting a monster very similar in uh, physical attributes to Legion, who he did dominate. He absolutely... Well, he didn't... I would say he mm. had some problems fighting Legion, but we've also mentioned that Gamera learns from fighting his opponents, so I think he would be able to recognize that and quickly see how to beat Batra. Charlie, do you have any thoughts on Batra versus Gamera? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, it's interesting. With well, We have a big size advantage with Batra over Gamera, but I think Gamera has a lot of tricks up his, uh, well, up his shell, so to speak. And uh, I think he might be able to take down Batra. Dave, do you think that Batra's armor is going to stand up to Gamera's plasma blasts? Maybe the first time, but not the second time. I actually think Gamera and... Batra, on the surface, are very evenly matched. They're both armored. They both have ranged attacks, mm -hmm. ranged energy attacks. They're both ferocious. They're both strong. They're both earth elementals of one uh, form or another. So they are bizarrely evenly matched. I think it's uh, an amazing coincidence that these two have ended up against each other in this round. Be that as it may, you look at who these monsters have fought in the past. I would think that Legion would take Batra. I would think that Iris would take Batra. And I think that we know that Gamera has taken both of those monsters with the power of, once again, lazy riding. Because <laughs> at, the, at the last minute, Gamera always seems, especially uh, this era, uh, the, the modern Gamera, he's able to pull out a superpower we've never seen before that just happens to be what he needs to defeat his foe. And you know something? I don't even think he has to do that with Batra because the ones he pulled out for Legion or Iris would get the job done. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Iris and Legion were both dispatched fairly quickly once Gamera figured out what to do. Batra was easily defeated by Godzilla yeah. once he was in the air and Godzilla had plenty of time to move around and start snapping at his shoulders. Brian, do you think Gamera is going to win? I definitely think so. I usually think air superiority is is where the fights kind of hinge. But in this one, Gamera even outmatches Batra in that category. So. I think Gamera's air superiority is absolutely pretty. Yeah. He's, a flying, he's a flying yeah. flaming tank. Oh, yeah. So I'm going Gamera. <laughs> Rachel, what do you think? How's this going to play for Gamera? Yeah, I think so. I think that Gamera's got enough superpowers, you may call them, that can just take that bat down. That'd be a good fight, though. Man, that'd be a good fight. Oh, that'd, that'd be an awesome. amazing fight. We <laughs> yeah, so many of these. So well, yeah. Over and over, we keep saying, oh. like, 
you know, Japanese Hollywood, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I hope they're listening. All right. Well, unfortunately, it sounds to me like everybody thinks that Gamera is going to be winning this. So we are declaring Gamera not only the winner of the non-Toho region, but clearly dominating against Batra in the Heisei Millennium region advancing as well. Advancing to the finals. Advancing to the championship. <laughs> Flipping the coin, as it were, going back to the Godzilla region and the Shore region. The legendary Godzilla from 2014 is going to be tackling the smog monster Hedra from 1971. This is going to be quite a battle. Hedra clocking in at 60 meters with a myriad of nasty, nasty tricks inside of its gross, disgusting brain. Fighting against the legendary Godzilla who is 108 meters tall and basically just nothing but brute force. Charles, how do you like Godzilla in this fight? You know, there's a certain image that keeps coming to mind, and it's this image of gum on the bottom of a shoe. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Hedorah can measure up to the size of Godzilla. We've already established this Godzilla is massive and has no trouble taking down tiny opponents like Hedorah. I think Godzilla's going to wake up one day and was like, ah, what's this case of athlete's foot I have? You know, it was the remnants of Hedorah. <laughs> That's going to be quite the burning sensation on the bottom of his foot then. <laughs> Saying, can Hedra beat 2014's Godzilla? Oh, there is absolutely no way. There is no way. I think that uh, mere size alone, he has no no chance against this massive mastodon of destruction. But uh, mostly because that uh, heat beam that uh, the 2014 Godzilla displays is extremely, extremely hot. I think if it could easily take the head off the Mudo in a few moments, then it is going to reduce Hidora to ash in just a few seconds. Dave, do you see the same fate for this terrible, terrible sledge creature? There's no question about it. Because of the size advantage, something to consider is the spread of the heat beam. And whereas Godzilla 2014 would be able to envelop approximately half of Hydra in one shot, I think that's going to be a huge, that's going to be the deciding factor. He's going to be able to dehydrate that little guy. He's going to dry him out. He's going to look like a just like the bottom of a lake in summer. Does anyone see any reason that Hedra would win this fight? So if if we're dealing with a modern Godzilla from 2014, we have to assume that we're dealing with a modern Hedra. He's absorbing modern pollution. Godzilla needed some help from humans setting up the big electricity fields to defeat Hedra in sure, the 70s sure. version. And Godzilla from 2014 has almost no competent human allies. They are all morons in the 2014 movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, definitely true. We are dealing with no human help. Hedra is just going to fly circles above the 2014 Godzilla raining pollution down and killing everyone, including the 2014 Godzilla. Rachel, how is Godzilla going to handle the smoke and pollution that Hedra is just pumping into the oxygen? I believe, as it's come up before, uh, the 2014 Godzilla does have tiny eyes, and that pollution is going to be brutal. I mean, unless he's carrying around some eye drops on him, I don't know how he's going to even see through this pollution. I'm concerned that unless he knows exactly where uh, Hedra's at, he might not be able to take him down. All right. I think it's time for us to figure out the winner of this battle. Hmm. Well, the cooks make some good points, but I just think that that breath is going to be tough to overcome. I'm going with Godzilla 2014. All right. 2014 for Dave. What do you think, Zane? I say that not just the size, strength, and uh, heat beam 
but we've got a creature that's been around since basically the dawn of time and has escaped eight mass extinctions of catastrophic world level oh my extinctions i don't think even uh hedora is as powerful as a meteorite crashing into the earth i don't see this happening i think godzilla's got this okay he's got the longevity to prove that he is the king of all monsters excellent point what do you think charles it's it's 2014 all the way godzilla 2014 just has the power to shred hedora's lettuce (laughs) (laughs) all right well that is Absolutely a win for Godzilla 2014. He's not called King of the Monsters for nothing, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> he saved the city. Can he save the Earth? We will find out in our next round where we eliminate one of these two monsters, Godzilla 2014 versus the Heisei Gamera.
Welcome back to our championship bout between Gamera from the Heisei era against Godzilla 2014. We are here to determine who will be crowned king of the kaiju in this ultimate battle showdown, the last match of Monster March Madness. And here we are looking at legendary Godzilla versus Gamera. I don't know how this Guardian of the Universe is going to fare against Legendary's Godzilla. That guy is massive. What do you think, Brian? Well, he's massive, but he wasn't built to defend the Earth, and Gamera was, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor. I think Gamera has the cunning ability to come up with weird things at the end of fights, and he'll be able to absorb whatever Godzilla can throw at him. I think it's all Gamera on this one. Well, Gamera definitely has tricks in his shell. Is he going to be able to defeat 2014, Dave? He won't need to, because when the two Titans square off, soon they'll have to end up teaming up against the new Gigan Gyron or Guiron uh, hybrid <laughs> that Space Hunter M sends against the Earth so that they end up being buddies and go uh, beat that new giant uh, cyborg monster. I feel that in my bones. Man, I wish we had the mechanics in play for that to happen. That would be uh, really yeah, I'm, and I, in other words, I'm going to dodge this question until other people have talked about it. Charles, what about you, man? You've been watching these bouts from the beginning. How is this final one going to go for Godzilla 2014? Well, as Brian mentioned, Godzilla may not have been built to protect the Earth or be guardian of the Earth, but he became a guardian of the Earth, defeating the Mutos. So I think there's a good balance here. I think possibly Godzilla and Camera have sort of an even match. Rachel, do you think it's an even match, or do you think Godzilla has the edge over Gamera? Ooh, I think it is pretty close. Um, I think that what I'm leaning towards is Gamera could absorb the heat beam, I'm thinking. He can absorb fire, mm. and that might be the edge he needs to beat Godzilla, is using that against him somehow. But what about the radioactivity? <laughs> well, he has that tough shell. That could be just like protection in an x-ray machine where um, that radioactivity is not going to affect his internal organs. So you're saying his shell is lead-lined? Yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. I think Rachel's just calling that as That fat. might be uh, <laughs> a lot that of reach could for be a somebody trick. with such stubby could, arms. Could be a trick up his sleeve that we didn't know about. Up his shell that we didn't know well, about. Well, he certainly has had a lot of tricks up his sleeve that we didn't know about in the this previous one. Exactly. Now, you know, everyone's wanted to see Godzilla fighting against Gamera for I a long, know. long time. This is essentially, so exciting. we are giving the fans what they want <laughs> I'm without you. even meaning to do it here. I'm telling you, they're yeah. going to team up against the Biolenti Space Godzilla hybrid or something. You know, the best, best possible scenario is happen. that Toho and Katakawa are going to listen to this podcast and go, they're right. And then they'll make it. <laughs> of course we are. I got to say, like, as big and as bad as Godzilla is, I really like Gamera in this fight. I like his ability to identify threats, his ability to come up with crazy solutions for defeating his enemies. And, of course, the fact that he is tapped into the Earth's mana. That's something that Godzilla doesn't have, even though he has been around for apparently millions and millions of years. Sane? I see a real grudge match here, but I think Godzilla is going to take this all the way. I think he is basically an indestructible creature. There's probably nothing that could ever defeat him in the natural world. If hurricanes and extinctions and volcanic activity don't put a dent in his hide, I don't really see Gamera being able to do much else. So the ancient scientific community has nothing. He was on not the built longevity. to defeat Godzilla. <laughs> he was built to defeat Gaos. So anyone mm. else? 
Dave, what do you think, man? Earlier, you were kind of on the fence. Now I'm kind of curious if you think Gamera is going to actually be able to kick Godzilla to the curb. I want to go deep nerd on this one and pull some comic book analogies out, because what I'm seeing is sort of an Iron Man versus the Hulk fight. Gamera has just got so many weapons. Godzilla really sort of does not. He's a two-trick pony. He's got his strength and he's got his blast and his heat beam. Gamera has got the fire, he's got the mana, he's got the chest beams, he's got the flame fist now, he's got the elbow spikes, he's got crazy stuff to do crazy damage. Godzilla doesn't really have the size advantage that uh, on modern era Gamera that he had on... I gotta take umbrance with that. Oh yeah? Godzilla's 20 meters taller than Gamera. He has a size advantage, but it's not as overwhelming as it was against the other ones that we had in earlier brackets. True. You know, it, he's, he's not five times the mass of Gamera with only like a third again, the amount of height. So yeah, it's just a it's little bit there. over it's, 20 meters. It's bigger. definitely that. Your, but, uh, your Hulk Iron Man analogy is actually pretty close because there's one key factor that we're forgetting flying? that both of those two oh. have, both the Hulk and Godzilla. And that's incredible regenerative abilities. Yeah. We know that his hide is not just tough, but he can regenerate from virtually anything. You know, I've seen the Hulk shred Iron Man's Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. Oh, sure. You and, know, and it's like, and honestly, this comes down. It, it, unfortunately, it's like I think this is going to be an interesting conversation because whenever this conversation comes up or whenever that fight happens, the winner is decided by whose comic the fight happens in. You know, they fought multiple times and there's multiple results. And, you know, there's always going to be fans who say Gamera's going to win. There's always going to be fans who say Godzilla's going to win. We're going to, of course, be right by the end of this episode. <laughs> but, um, scientifically you know, but, proven, you know, but I mean, you know, we're in coin toss territory. They're both heroes. They're both practically indestructible. They're both mighty fighters. They both have tons of experience fighting other monsters. Definitely a tough call. Rachel, do you have anything else to say about this particular bout? I guess I'm just thinking Gamera kind of has to go away from the fight, doesn't he, to regenerate? What's Godzilla's stats on that? Can he regenerate he on the fly, or does he need to step aside and do his business? I think what we've seen before in past Godzillas is that his regenerative ability is immediate. It's instantaneous. Okay. And we even saw it in the 2014, because he was getting skewered a lot and did not walk away with a single wound or scar moments after the fight. Seems like a pretty big advantage. That does sway he me a little. He didn't bleed, technically, at, uh, during mm -hmm. the battles. Yes, so. and Gamera has shed much blood in his life. Gamera's yeah. a bleeder. He's a bleeder. <laughs> We've got a bleeder! Brian, what do you think? Well, I think, I think Godzilla sees an opening, he cracks open those plates, and he delivers his flame <laughs> breath into Gamera's chest. <laughs> Ouch! Gamera goes down, but... Comes back up because it fills Gamera with the energy. And then Godzilla, he's only got that one blast from what we saw in the movie. He's just got the one. He's got maybe, two. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. so, it tends to be a last resort weapon with 2014. But the true. other thing is, is for all we know, that plasma may just not do anything to Godzilla. He is a being born of atomic fire. In fact, a nuclear bomb did nothing to him. It's an interesting point. Nothing to him. At point blank range. He was literally at ground zero. I want to say this is our first battle and where an immediate winner hasn't almost been, like, mm -hmm. visible. Yeah. In right. fact, the largest hydrogen bomb ever detonated. <laughs> the Bikini Atoll. That's the largest in the United States history. Wow, wow. Russia did do a bigger one. Yeah. But that's because they're But evil. they didn't drop yeah. it on Godzilla. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Although, didn't uh, for regeneration, did Gamera regenerate his hand pretty quickly, though, right? Missed it. I would fire yeah, hand. I would yeah, say that was that was more of a weird fire. Weird, thing. Yeah. But, it's, but it's in his arsenal. True. Yeah. True. Like, yeah. And read. that's my thing is I he you don't I it's tough to know what Gamera could pull out that we haven't seen before. Oh, the man. unknown. He's always got these last minute tricks. Oh, that would be so sweet. It's like Godzilla just totally like blasts Gamera to pieces, and it's like full body Phoenix fire Gamera comes <laughs> out of it. Yeah. Why not? He did it with his hand. But again, that was a Hypotheticals. We got to look at what we've seen on screen. We've seen him grow yeah. his hand back. Out we of, don't know that we can grow. Fire. All of it. All of them can grow back, though. Mm-hmm. Iris blasted Gamera with his own energy, so Gamera was able to catch that energy with the stump of his arm, and that's how he was able to form that, Is that burning fist. Yeah. Okay. So I would say if hmm. if Godzilla was able to absorb Gamera's energy. And then fire that on Gamera, it could be this weird cyclical thing, but that's not what happens. Godzilla has his own energy source inside of his body. That's what provides him with his radioactive breath. And I have to say, that's probably going to be more destructive to Gamera than Gamera's fire. Uh, it is plasma, just fire. Just yeah, Sane's absolutely, yeah, Sane's yeah. absolutely right about that. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to call this? I don't know, man. Are we? This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. It, wow. is, a, it is a tough one. I mean, I don't want to actually toss a coin on this, but I will if I have to be the one to do it. Yeah, no kidding. What about you, Charlie? Do you have anything to add to this battle, this this culmination of our efforts here at Monster March Madness? You know, I think I'm keeping it simple. I think Godzilla's going to go noodling for turtles and uh, it's going to make <laughs> some soup later. All right. So your vote's for Godzilla? Yeah, absolutely. I'm still thinking Gamera can pull it off with his, uh, what is it, lead line shell? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian, I think I'm going Gamera too. I think he can regenerate limbs. He can use Godzilla's power against Godzilla. I think in this one, it's Gamera. Okay. How about you, Dave? We're asking like which one of our kids we love the most. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> this whole thing. This is a Sophie's Choice that's, situation. I, I like the first one better. <laughs> She won't be listening. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, as long as we can agree that if this was to actually happen, they would fight until they teamed up against the new giant cyborg monster from Space Hunter M. If we can agree with that, we can... Hey, man, that's I can catch that. All right. That's okay. what my screenplay says. Okay, right on. <laughs> then I'm then I'm going with Godzilla. Sane, I think I know your vote. Yeah, I think it's always going to be Godzilla. Let's face it, throughout Gamera's history, he has always been the pale imitation and Godzilla oh. is always going to be the king of the monsters. If you ask me what my favorite monster was, it's always Godzilla. And I think, unfortunately, but it's that not a popularity is, contest. it is no, not a popularity yeah, contest, but that's, it also has to do with the abilities and the fighting and the ferocity. I don't think Gamera has the ferocity to pull off a battle against Godzilla 2014. Mm. A battle, not the be all end all death of the, of the kaiju. I'm saying this sure. battle. I don't think Gamera is going to be able to pull it off. I think he is going to need to go somewhere and regenerate. And if he comes back, that doesn't count as the same battle to me. I'm going to be voting for Godzilla 2014, and I think that pretty much nails it, clinches it, for Godzilla 2014 winning Monster March Madness. Yay! Fire off the confetti <laughs> and the fireworks in the sky. Yeah. 
I want to thank everyone who submitted their brackets for this event. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you to Brian, Rachel, Charles, Zane, and Dave for coming. Thanks to Andy Campbell and Keith Foster for helping out with everything. And this has just been amazing. I think we're definitely going to be doing this again next year. And uh, do we have any final thoughts on this Monster March Madness? I think the uh, arena needs some repair. The re- <laughs> <laughs> we should go save the earth. What do you think? Yeah, think so. I'm going to pop pink balloons to celebrate. All right. Well, let's... Uh, I'm sad now. You're sad that it's I'm over? Sad. No, I'm sad, I'm sad that, that like, the camera no, lost. Like, sad the camera lost. I mean, it's like, even though I voted for a good deal, I'm sad the camera lost. Well, you know, I mean, it's a long and winding road. I guess in theory, somebody has to win because of the way we set this up. Sunday's a diamond, Sunday's a cold day. Yeah, no, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, like, I think the best thing that came out of this was that so many of us agree that if there was a Godzilla versus Gamera movie, it would be about them fighting until another monster came. Yeah, in. okay, I'm down. Yeah. I feel better. That's really how to no, make that to, battle. No, I don't have to listen to Joni. So Mitchell imagine a three-headed Gaos Gidra. Yeah! <laughs> nice. Now we're talking. Nice. Yep. Right. I like awesome. it. Katakawa, get on that. Sonic yeah. slicing gravity beams. Oh man! All right, it is uh, time for a post-game, post-mortem wrap-up here. I'm. We're going back to normal here. This is no longer. That's right. That's right, Kyle. That's right, Keith. We are definitely not doing these voices anymore. Uh, but it was a ton of fun, and I had a lot of uh, a help from this man here. This is Keith Foster. What is up? Welcome back to the Kaiju Cast. Of yeah. course, you've been on recently. You've been on recently. You've been on recently. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you thought March Madness, March Monster Madness went. And I will say it's Mar- it's Monster March Madness. And I will also say that I am fully aware that we are in April. Butting up against the edge of the beginning of May. Well, maybe maybe this is like Lincoln's birthday, right? Where Lincoln has the actual birthday, like February 15th or something, but sure. we celebrate it on the 17th. So we're celebrating Monster March Madness being done sure. at the end of April. Yeah, let's say that. I mean, I, I would also go so, so far as to say that we're celebrating uh, how much freaking work I've had to do and how I have <laughs> not had the time to do it. But I, editing these has been a ton of fun every time I sit down to edit and you know pull out the dead spots and fix up some of the audio and stuff I smile every time one of my co-hosts come up with a quippy remark about one of the team or not the teams but one of the monsters in the battles and stuff like that it was a blast to actually do and uh, I as you know I was a little hesitant at first. I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, sports, you know, yeah, yada. Yeah. But uh, once we started like hashing it out, I was really, really getting into it. And especially once we started getting into the recording, that's mm-hmm. when it really became fun. Uh, so, what did you think? Uh, you haven't heard the last episode, of course. I haven't heard yeah. the last episode, but, but I, I know it, the yes. results because we just tallied the results. That is true. We have tallied the results and picked the winners. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, uh, kind of in the spirit of what you were saying, uh, uh, Andy Camp. you know, we'd obviously talked like, hey, how about Andy Campbell and I do like a, a post game or, a you know, a, an analysis type thing. And we yeah, had yeah. actually recorded. We had also suggested we'll do like a bracket unveiling 
show, right? That Andy and I would do that because that is what happens for the NCA tournament. You know, it's a big, it's like a national event. The oh, right, Sunday where before, all the teams are sort of shown with their seed. They're shown so their seed. They're shown if they make it, and then everybody, you know, it, it's like this: gentlemen, start your engines to everyone to fill out their brackets within the next three or four days. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andy and I had actually recorded one. And then because of your schedule, my schedule, all these things, I never got the audio to you. And then I, and I felt like, oh man, we should have gotten that audio to you. But then I heard the first episode and I was like, there's no way it would have worked. Because as, as I mentioned, I, I loved that everybody like went for it, you know, so hearing, (laughs) hearing the Kaiju cast crew go for it. Yeah. Made me want to go for it in the cornball over the top sports stuff too. You it's know? a cyclical nature, this uh <laughs> sports announcing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean I I I love the the spirit of it. You know, I, I love that that uh Kaiju Cast listeners seem to be really enjoying it, which is great. You know, I mean, you and I had um discussed what we thought the initial uh, brackets submitted might That's be. That's right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it blew it out of the water, which is always nice to see. Cool. That, that yeah. our, our, our meager expectations ended up getting surpassed, which is it's yeah. good. You and, know? and also that like I was afraid nobody was going to submit. And we got at least, what, like this is at least 20, 20 people. At least 20. And that's a win in, yeah. in my book, for sure. That is a win. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that whole thing was good. I, I thought... It was pretty interesting to see the way things went out. You know, I filled out my own quote unquote expert brackets. Yeah. And I, I think I would have finished around 50 points. So oh, okay. not, right not on. embarrassing myself, but not <laughs> definitely not in contention to win. I mean, not that the people who scored under 30 points embarrassed themselves, but it's changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that over there. Yeah. Well, let's actually talk a little bit about the, the matches. Like I was surprised. At the way things went down with a couple of the of, of the matches, like I still blown away that the end result was freaking Godzilla 2014 versus Gamera. Mm-hmm. And like that's just like we say in the episode, that's like the freaking fan theory, fan bout that everyone wants to see. And it's hilarious that we didn't mean for it to go that way. No, it's just exactly. that's exactly what happened, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So um, in, in the long run, I thought this was like so much fun that I definitely want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think from my point of view, when you told me the who made the final four. Right, right. Right. Actually, uh, well, I, I had that so I could tally the stats and do the recap show and all that stuff. But I, I told the kids... And they were just like, what? You know, like when, when they found out Batra and Hedera made the final four. Right. Yeah. It's just, it blows your mind. Cause I think anybody, any expert is going to look and say Kong is making the final four. You know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you would assume yeah. based on those monsters and what, you know, you or the general public feel are their abilities or their, uh, their fighting style or, yeah. or whatever, or just the fact that, you know, somebody's, like we kept saying it during the episodes, I can't remember how much of it actually went into the podcast, but it's not a popularity contest. And that is essentially what works against somebody going like, ooh, I really like Batra, hypothetically speaking, and also accurately speaking. Yeah. But and and then Batra going forth and making wins for each round until the final four, you know? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean I, I think you know, the, the, the stuff that I find most interesting 
is looking at the brackets themselves and seeing like how people did, right? So sure, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of in terms of regions, the region everybody, and I mean everybody got wrong was Heisei Millennium. Nobody yeah. got nobody even got close. I think one or two people may have gotten like one team right in the sweet 16. Nobody had anybody right in the final eight. That would be the, uh, the Batra versus Orga matchup. Right. And, uh, just nobody even got close yeah, totally. where, where the, the region, uh, a lot of people got the, the Ultraman Gamera elite eight matchup. Sure. Going yeah. on. And then um a a decent amount of people actually got the Godzilla 2014 versus 2004 right as well. Which to me is nuts, right? Because if I was filling out my bracket, I totally would have bumped 2001 all the way to the end just because I feel like he's such a fierce fighter. That's but, actually what I had as well. Yeah, but yeah. but hey, the battles don't lie. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And that's something else I liked that that the battle was was pure democracy for the mm-hmm. kaiju cast crew mm-hmm. and uh and, and again in a couple times i i found it awesome that you guys almost surprised yourself yes right definitely. and again i can't remember the battle but there was one where everybody almost everybody made a pretty eloquent case about one monster winning but then one person brought up a theory and then all of a sudden they're like wait okay i gotta change oh my, my vote that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. or, yeah, or, totally, or they would yeah. talk one way and they'd be like well who's your vote well the other monster you know, and then the other monster ended up winning, and you guys were almost reeling visibly for the next couple yeah. minutes. Yeah, you know? I know there were definitely some times I was like, what just happened here? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about some of the winners. I'm not going to, you know, break everybody down, but I think what we did want to say is I just wanted to announce maybe like the top five. Sure. And it, maybe, Keith, you can talk a little bit about why the scores kind of came out the way they did in sure. case someone's not familiar with uh, the seeding and the way those are scored. Sure, sure. Well, there there are a lot of ways to score things, okay. right? And so uh, what we did this year was you get one point for every first round matchup you get right. Okay. You get two points for the second, three points for the third, four for the four for basically a final four participant, mm-hmm. five for a final battle participant, and six for a champion. That's how it works. So in this case, um, the people that were in the lead after two rounds – Ended up getting surpassed by people that both got the national champion right or the the monster champion right. So the people that finished one and two got the champion right. And those six points for the champion ended up being huge in the end. Definitely. I mean, we're talking the the winners here were so close to an actual tie yeah. that I would have had to count those Geigen figures. And anyway. you still have, uh, I will. I'm going to because we're OK. So right now, listeners, I'm actually in California. I'm in Los Angeles staying with Keith for Monster Palooza. Uh, so when I get back to Portland, I have to go through my collection and count all the Geigen figures and statues and yeah. come up with that number just so I can literally plug it into this the very end of this episode. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is awesome. Well, I, I I asked you. I was like, hey, man, how many Geigen figures do you have? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I have to figure it out. <laughs> Give the people what they want, man. We all got to know now, you know? It would be hilarious if there were, like, side bets, like, taking place on, like, other forums. Like, oh, yeah, don't let Kyle find out that we're betting on how many. <laughs> like, the, the, the people who are addicted to gambling and Kaiju. Like I don't know what kind of cross section that is of the general fandom, but offshore uh, sports betting. I'm for it. Yeah, exactly. I'm for it. it. All right. So uh, just going from let's say we will start things with Matt Jennings. Matt Jennings came in uh, looks like fifth place Mm -hmm. with 53 points, 
And he, uh, let's see, he did not predict uh, correctly predict anything. Uh, let's see uh, here. Towards Matt, the end, towards the end battles, but, but Matt, he, but Matt did get a final four participant correct in Hetera, okay, which is right, really right. impressive, right? Because I, I think Matt was the only one to have Hetera coming out of that region, and that that was worth at least fifth place. Nice. So and then, uh, so yeah, Matt had fifty three points. Fifty three. And the next one to come in was actually fifty four points with Clancy Peterson. Congrats, man. Congrats. On that. That's oh, awesome. actually, and, and I, I correct myself immediately. Two Final Four teams for Clancy. Hetera was one of them, and Gamera was the other. Awesome, awesome. Good job, dude. Uh, the next one, Dr. Ayame Chiba, coming in at 55 points. Uh, of course, you know, one of the biggest Gamera fans I know, she went and voted for Gamera for the winner, which I'm sure hurt her chances in the long run, of course. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you know what? There may be a thing with Clancy where Clancy ties for second because, in fairness, Clancy's bracket is pretty darn near illegible. <laughs> and I and it's easy for me to say that. Yeah. But it looks like Gamera is in the final game. And if Gamera's in the final game, that that would actually vault Clancy up into a tie for second, which we're about to get to. Oh, okay. Okay, so we can we can always keep that in mind. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, so so regardless of that, with 55 points, um, we have... Oh, Ayama Chiba. Yeah. Or Chiba. Ayama Chiba. Okay. And uh, Gamera final battle was the thing that kind of uh, contributed to the success there. So one final four participant, Gamera, and one... Final battle participant in Gamera. Okay, so moving along to our next, uh, our next crew, our next team, Raven Johnson. You have correctly predicted 2014 as the final champion, champion winner, and yeah. because of your brackets, you got 59 points. Yes, so very well job. done. Yes. Now, Raven, I think Raven is part of the Johnson clan, and so now you can gloat over. Uh, everyone else. You are now the coolest person in your family. <laughs> so good job on that. And then last but not least, with 60 points. That was a one point victory. One point victory for Justin Green. Yeah, man. Well done, sir. You not only predicted 2014, you, yeah, you accurately predicted all of the winners from uh, the Godzilla region, I think. Yeah, it was the Godzilla region that really came through. Yeah, right. It was. I mean, that's it's it's it was actually a near perfect Godzilla region when you look at it. Near perfect. So that that's really impressive. And well again, done, it's, man. it's well these done. kind of thing, and also a really stellar first round. You know, when you look at um, the Showa region, again, a near perfect Showa region first round, and it's worth bringing up things like that when you win by a point. You know, because yeah, totally, those yeah. one point games in the first round really matter and they add up. So congratulations. Yeah. So those are basically so we did a one uh, first place, second place winner. So Raven and uh, and Justin, you are our two winners. And let's talk a little bit about what you are winning. Sure, sure. Now, are you doing anything or is it just this? I'm going to be throwing some stuff into the, the packages, but basically you've got the big prizes. OK, OK, well, I, I'm. I, I I hope they are. That's nice to hear. <laughs> um, so first place, I'm actually going to give Kyle. The, he's looking at it right now. First place is going to be a uh, run of Kadoja one through five. The small press printing of it. So um, I, I'm pleased to say that that has done pretty well for itself on the collector market. That's awesome. And that is again, that is the self published run of Kadoja. All first, uh, all the five first issues. And so that's for the first place winner. And then second place gets Kadoja one through five 
the 215 version, which uh, just we just had number five come out like last week or something like that. Sweet. Yeah. yeah and I'm going to throw in a couple things like Monster Project CDs and some stickers and some stuff like that. But basically, that's our big prize packs for these. I hope you guys had a lot of fun filling out the brackets and getting frustrated when you didn't win. Uh, we are going to do it again next year, but be prepared. We're going to mix things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Keith, as a music buff, do you want to hear a final song to close out the show and close out our Monster March Madness? I want to hear Godzilla by M.O.D. Okay, you got it, man. All right, well, we'll see you for the next episode. Jamata. Jamata.